You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Um, Do you hear this? If you th- Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and people behind it. And I have, again, a returning guest, Mr. Paul Roney of (laughs) Roney Guitars. Yeah. Hey, Blake. How are you doing, man? Uh, You know, it's been really hot today for for me. Um, So it's probably normal weather. It's been 70. Exactly. I'm like sweating. Yeah. Like, like, geez. Like, I, you know, I, I'm like shorts like year round because I'm normally wearing coveralls and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I always wear shorts. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, it's just hot. If it gets above 66, I'm like, dad gum. Oh, geez. Like, 66 is like perfect. It's just too, it's, yeah, that 66 is about perfect. But if it gets above that, I'm sweating. Oh. Don't ma- it's it's I just I don't know I'm very warm blooded <laughs> I guess hang. yeah you and me I can't both, hang man. I miss Portland because I I I really like that colder weather it's actually mm-hmm. California is hard to beat because uh, it's kind of like just really nice all year round here but there is yeah. a spell in the summer where it will get uh, you know we get hot spells where it's over a hundred and it, it's like oh it's I I don't function I mean I turn into just uh, total wreck. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I drip. It just, I stand outside and I just, mm-hmm. all the water vacates my pores. Yeah. And it's like blah. painful. There's like so much sweat coming out of your every pore. It's like stretching the <laughs> pore out. That's how I feel. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why am I yeah. itchy? Oh yeah. My pores are being stretched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm like wearing these fire retardant coveralls and a plastic bucket on my head uh yeah it's not good times not good times yeah all the time yeah (laughs) yeah i was complaining about this uh to uh ryan mccaffrey one time and he's like you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to hear any of it because he's an ex-firefighter yeah he's like he's like please yeah like get get over it yeah (laughs) let me tell you about heat yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. You ever Oof. see a movie called Backdraft? Super scientifically <laughs> accurate, and that's my life. So yeah, yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> let's get to talking about what we were going to talk about. Yeah, man. Which, which is the reason you are returning is you got something mm-hmm. really radical happening in yeah. the Rony world. So, why don't you tell everybody about it? I and if do, people don't yeah. know who Paul is and they're all confused about this, go back and listen to the episode he was on. I don't remember which one it was, but it's on the list. You'll yeah, see Yeah, and uh, just to shamelessly self-plug myself, uh, you know, RoneyGuitars.com, R-H-O-N-E-Y. Uh, and there... You're supposed to save that for the end, Paul. Oh, this well. is a, you're not You're not on your podcast, which uh, would be okay, okay, the right, Luthierist right. podcast, where they do all the plugging at the beginning. You plug at the end. Oh, God, we plug like... Way too much on that show. All right. Uh, <laughs> we do. It's true. No, it's fine. No, okay. So getting on. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you remember because when I, when I first told you that I was going to be releasing a new model and that mm-hmm. it was going to be a lower-priced model, it was actually mm-hmm. your idea to interview me, like have me come back on your show. To <laughs> so this oh, was, yeah. So I'm not – I guess so – This is your idea. <laughs> so Oh, yeah. I hope that's right because I am – I'm riddled with those brilliant ideas. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but thank you. Actually, I, that's why I bring bring it up because I wanted to say thanks for you know giving me this chance to uh, you know use my own voice to uh, let everybody know what the new model is all about. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just dig right into it? No problem at all. Glad to have you back. So cool. Well, thank Tear you. Tear it up. Um, all right. So it's a new model. So what I decided that I wanted to do was develop uh, a new model guitar that was uh, started at a lower base price. Okay, So this kind of came about because Doug Cower and I were both talking about different ways that we could do it, and things kind of fell in place to make it happen. So like for the last five, six years of my career, um, I've, I make, my guitars aren't cheap. I know that. You know, it, it's just the way it goes, but I put a lot into them and it's about you know six to twelve months for me to make you know a single guitar and that's of course i'm making 25 guitars at a time so you know if i was just doing one that might be a different story but making 25 guitars at a time uh yeah it takes like six to twelve months for any one of those guitars but fully like a third of that time frame was always spent on the finishing process so and, and this is this is true for me and Doug. It was like it, you know, we do the woodworking on the guitar, uh, do some nice binding, and buy all the parts, and you know, it's like all this stuff. And then it would it was like this funnel effect as all these guitars were coming down the pipeline, getting done uh, to the paint booth, and it was like okay, we have fifteen spaces on our racks. Uh, to finish all these guitars and every single one of those 15 spaces is filled because and we have more guitars waiting to be painted because there's just the process of painting the guitars took so long it's just Mm -hmm. slow it's a slow 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 process um you know when i went through every finishing uh product and process that there is i did nitro for a long time i did urethane for a long time i uh experimented with some polyesters you know, I've even checked out some oil finishes, you know, I've done all this stuff. And it was like, none of these things are like, there's just these finishes. It's like, the product was not up to the ability of the people doing the work, you know, like mm-hmm. our finishing expertise was beyond, like these products weren't keeping up with what we, we knew we could do. 
so then this deal came along for me to get uh, sort of secondhand use, get um, a, a UV cure lamp. And one of the paint companies that we work with offered to send us some free samples of um, some UV cure uh, polyester finishing products, uh, clear coat and sealer and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was like it, night or day difference. It's this immediate results, immediate like this. these products are performing the way that we were demanding our finishing products to perform and the end result was better. Like an ultra thin finish that is easy to work with and just looks better. Like it, it, the finished, like the buff, like the gloss on it, it's like just flatter and just shinier. It's like the depth to the finish is way beyond anything else we've ever done before. And mm-hmm. aside from those great things, it's also environmentally friendly. But throw that out there. Always a good thing. Um, yes. But then aside from all of those things is that it cut down on uh, time spent finishing by probably something like 500%. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it, and it's like that probably sounds like an exaggeration. But you're talking about any one guitar took, used to take about two months going through the finishing process. Now it's more like two or three days. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea that the traditional techniques took that long. Absolutely. I mean, again, when you're making 25 guitars at a time, you know, when you're making, when you have, if, 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 if I was doing a nitro finish on just one guitar and that was literally the only thing I had to do with my time, come work, you know, eight hour day, five days a week, and all I have to do is paint one guitar, that might be a different story. Mm-hmm. But even then... After you paint that guitar, you've still got to wait like a month for uh, that finish to fully cure. Um, it, it depends on the lacquer, you know, or urethane or whatever. But, you know, you, you've got to wait before you can then go buff it. The UV cure stuff, we can put down our final coat of clear, uh, flash it with the lamp, uh, and then I can go buff it that same day immediately. And it's a fully cured finish. Wow. So this was kind of like the last thing that fell into place for us here at our shops. Uh, it was like we realized we were at this sort of tipping point of like we could do all this woodworking. We can do all that stuff fast. We've got all these tools and fantastic techniques down to make these killer guitars. And now we can paint them fast too. And, mm-hmm. and the results are better than anything else we've ever done before. So now it was like, well, we're spending so much less time uh, like sunk into the finishes of these guitars that they're, it's faster to make the guitar now. It's just it's quicker. So th- then it kind of begged the question like, well, okay, so can we, can we come out with less expensive guitars? You know, Can we start making some guitars that just that we make them faster and so we don't have to charge as much money for them. And we kind of mm-hmm. came to the conclusion and, and came to some ideas for how to do that. And that's kind of what my new model is. And, you know, Doug's got another, a new model himself that's uh, coming out at uh, NAM next year. Um, and, uh, but yeah, mine is a guitar that I completely designed from scratch, totally from the ground up as a new, uh, model as a new 
like how can I just make the bare bones of what an electric guitar absolutely has to be and it still looks amazing it still feels and plays amazing it has all the hallmarks of one of my guitars but it's only $2,500 instead of $3,500 or more mm-hmm. you know and that's what I did that's yeah. what I came up with and it's got a silly name but it's a serious guitar <laughs> there you go yeah so that's that's the long and short of it i mean um uh i can go into all kinds of details about the build itself you know but um uh, and, and people can see all this stuff on on my website but i came up with a lot of really cool stuff that i'm really proud of um it's kind of become one of our favorite things uh around the shop and every new one that gets done is just like, okay, that's the coolest thing around right now um, mm-hmm. until the next one is done. And then that's the coolest thing around. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. And I mean, as we record this, uh, officially the launch date is tomorrow. Right. Which, when I don't know when you're putting this up, but it'll already be out. In, in, I mean, unless you throw this up tonight, but it'll already be out mm-hmm. by the time people hear this. Um, but the funny thing is, PremierGuitar.com leaked my press release one day early, <laughs> so it's out. Oh. I mean, it's up, and it's on the <laughs> website, and uh, I mean, my phone's in do not disturb mode, but uh, I, I could be getting <laughs> orders right now. <laughs> I wouldn't even know it. <laughs> you wouldn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see wow. how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope yeah. that that's the case. Let's yeah. hope. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope it does well. That's you know, I, I I like it a lot. I'm really proud of it. It's just it's a cool, cool design. Um, it's uh, kind of my first sort of single cut, non offset thing. Um, and uh, yeah, man, super stoked. That's really exciting. Well, I guess you know we've talked about it so much, but we should you should tell everybody what it's called so they mm. know what what you're referring to. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's the little stinker. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, when I seen that I was like, "That's an interesting choice." That is, I didn't see that coming because all your other ones kind of have like I don't know, like uh, yeah, sort of like serious. sophisticated <laughs> names. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They really do. I'm like I'm like the Oceana and the Oceana Imperial and the Oceana Marquis and uh-huh. the little stinker. Yeah, the little stinker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It was honestly, funny. I didn't know what I was gonna call the guitar, um, and then uh, we just joked that she <laughs> just said, "I know you should call it. You should call it the Little Stinker." Uh, mm-hmm. It was like, uh, "Okay, like that's hilarious." Um, and then <laughs> just kind of nicknamed it that because it was like, "I really, I don't know what else to call it right now." You know, I don't literally just right. don't have any other name. So it was kind of when I was drafting up all the files and stuff it was like uh, uh i need a placeholder okay a little stinker and mm-hmm. it stuck it just really stuck and everybody around the shop just it's funny because it's this it's this ridiculous name and then um it doesn't say the name of the guitar anywhere on the guitar so if people are worried about like i don't want a guitar that says <laughs> little stinker on it it's like it doesn't <laughs> actually say that any i don't write the name of the guitar everywhere it's got my name well got, you don't do that with Ronin. any of them no it just yeah no my guitars are sort of unmarked other than the headstock logo um but and then the serial number is just ls so 
I mean, anybody could pretend like that stands for anything they want, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kicked around a few other names. Um, I, I wanted to call it, for some reason I was feeling the letter M, and I was like, like Maven, uh, you know, like I, I just magician. Magi- sure, mm. that sounds good. <laughs> the Roni but, magician. Yeah. Eh, it's not bad. That's all right. It's okay. I, I think I could deal with that. You know, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it just it came down to the wire. I finally decided I was releasing this thing, and I still didn't have any other names, so it just it stuck, and so it's the little stinker. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and it kind of, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like we talked about it a, a while ago, but it seems like mm-hmm. you're, you're dropping it sooner than we expected, like when yeah, we first I, talked about it. Yeah, I did. I am. Um, so I had this kind of elaborate plan to do the release with, like, I wanted to build, like, five of them and then take a group photo of them all together um, and I wanted to get a couple out to artists uh, that I that I love and um, get them playing them, you know, and, and get some live shots and everything. Um, but honestly, it was just taking too long, you know. It was just getting to the point where I'm sitting here building these things. I've got three of them finished. I've got two more that are um, almost done, you know. They're in the paint process, which we know doesn't take long. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's it's like it's just taking so long, and I just wanted to get this thing out there. I wanted to start hearing some reaction to it. You know, I wanted to find out what people thought and kind of gauge uh, what direction, other directions I might want to go with it. You know, I mean, I've got a lot of my own ideas of um, new variations that I want to bring out. So, like the situation I'm in now is the little stinker is twenty five hundred dollars. And there's a few different ways you can purchase it. You can either purchase it uh, full price up front and then it's uh, delivery within 30 days. Um, or we, I have it sort of divided up into like where you can just do a half and half payment thing or a quarter payment schedule thing. Um, mm-hmm. Which it, So it's either, you know, that'll be either like two months or three months um, for delivery on it. Uh, you know, if you just can't swing the full 2500 at once and you want to pay it off over time, you know? Um, so I got that going. Um, but, uh, right now it's the little stinker is $2,500. And then the next cheapest guitar that I make is the Oceana junior. And that's 3,600. So it's kind of this big gap, you know, there's, it's a, huge price jump and I, and I'm, you know, that's just the way it is. And I, if there was more and, well, there is more that I can do about that, and that's what I'm working on. So it's kind of over the course of the next year um, is going to be um, thinking of, and I've already got a lot of these ideas in my head. It's just a matter of executing them and kind of planning out when to release them and stuff. But um, thinking of different ways that I can make like deluxe versions of the Little Stinker that are mm-hmm. a little bit more money, uh, you know, but still kind of. Uh, close to that, you know, twenty five hundred dollar range, um, and then thinking of how I can take some of my more expensive models and do some of the things that I'm doing with the little stinker and kind of adapt it to those models. You know, um, like one of the things 
that I want to do is the the Vireo, which has always been my uh, sort of a Telecaster style guitar. It's a sort mm-hmm. of offset Tele looking thing. Um, I want to kind of reintroduce the Vireo at, uh, with uh, kind of with the feature set of the little stinker, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So yeah, then, yeah. so then you really get like you, you just it's kind of uh, it's kind of a very similar guitar, but then it's cool because I can offer the Vireo at that lower price. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That'll be in, that'll be an interesting uh, concept because I could see that mm-hmm. uh, doing pretty well because <clears throat> everyone loves it tele-based guitar like so yeah yeah i think initially i'm gonna do one that's kind of a a les paul tele hybrid like it'll be the perfect tele for somebody who has only ever played les pauls their whole life Mm -hmm. uh because it'll have kind of a gibson ish it'll have kind of a gibson neck on it you know but it'll be a vireo it'll have a you know tele bridge on it and stuff like that so um stuff like that and I, i mean i have all these guitar designs like i've kind of gotten to the point where i design guitars in my sleep and i have all these ideas and body shapes that i've come up with over the years that i've i haven't even released and some of them some of them i've like shown off a little bit but i haven't ever actually made it or whatever um and so this is kind of this cool new platform that i have for rapid production uh and i can come out with new shapes more often you know i can say Hey, I want to do something that's a nod to uh, an explorer, but it's my own thing. But it's you know, it's kind of this wacky, you know, pointy guitar thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I can uh, I, I can sort of slap a little stinker neck on it, kind of use the basis that the little stinker is, um, and do a whole new guitar and, and do it as like a limited edition thing, or if it's popular. Uh, make it a regular part of the lineup. You know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know what the reaction to the little stinker is going to be, um, but I'm just excited to find out. So yeah, I thought it's just let's just get this thing out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just like you've got a platform now that you can you can kind of play with. Like mm-hmm. sort, of, I would I would make it like the analogy of like. Um, you know, pedals are kind of an established platform. That's why guys can like, they can crank a prototype out. Like if they're making their take on a fuzz face, yeah, they can bust that out in a couple hours. Totally. Because the, the, you know, the nuts and bolts of it are kind of there already. Yeah. Um, so I would kind of say that you might have some, that's probably not a great analogy, but it's how I'm envisioning it. (laughs) It's fair though. It's fair. I mean, it is, it's a whole new platform. So if the little stinker is my fuzz face, then maybe, you know, I maybe down the road I want to introduce my, uh, you know, my Earthquaker version of the little stinker. You know what I mean? And so it's <laughs> right, it's, right. So it's modified, and now it's got a bias knob on it. You know, I don't know, but um, it, it's yeah, it's that whole. It's definitely a new platform. You know, it's so the little stinker has this uh, two bolt neck joint that I came up with that is sort of trapezoidal. It's kind of got this mm-hmm. beveled heel that fits into a beveled pocket that kind of sucks the thing in and kind of centers it. Um, and it's all with these sort of really beefy machine screws and washers. And it and it and it's also kind of scooped away on the treble side. So the upper fret access is really nice. Um, there's that and the, um, the whole, like, the uh, uh, fret inlays are 
these sort of half circle thumbnail things that are visible from the front and the side, which yeah, yeah. sort of saves me a whole step in production because I don't have to do those as two separate operations. I do it as one operation, you know, and you can see where your fingers are on the fretboard and so can your bandmates, you know. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, I'm doing like uh, alder body, alder neck, and it's this thin body that I really like a lot. Um, you know, on the little stinker, everything is mounted to the pickguard, and I have the ground wire that attaches to the bridge on a quick connect. So what you can do, if you want, and this is an option that I'm exploring that I'm, I'm going to try to have up on the website um, available for people, is say you wanted to order a little stinker, but you didn't, couldn't really decide what kind of pickups you wanted in it. Uh, and maybe you don't want to commit to one sound, what you can do is order a second loaded pick guard with your pickups, and it comes with the, it's got all the pots and knobs and everything, it's all loaded, right? Mm -hmm. And the way the body is designed, you don't even have to take the, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't even have to take the strings off your guitar. Like you can, you should loosen them probably, but you don't have to take them off completely. But you can just take, pull the screws out off the pick guard, and just lift the whole thing out as one sort of piece, right? Nice. You, you, you disconnect that little quick connect. It's just a spade connector. It's real simple. Mm -hmm. uh, reconnect your new loaded pick guard onto the spade connector. And then slip it right in uh, and screw it back down. And you just swapped out your pickups and it took you like less than 10 minutes. That's really cool. Yeah, that'd be that would be a fun option, I think, for people. That, yeah. That's really neat. So it's a fun, it's a cool thing, and and that's a feature that the little stinker has because everything's mounted to the pick guard. Some of the other models might not necessarily have the same sort of modular interchangeability, but um, yeah, you could totally order uh, a little stinker in whatever color you want, whatever color pick guard you want, uh, which is another really cool thing is you can choose your pick guard color. Um, and just order a second loaded pick card and swap it out. There you go. At will. It's fun. At, why does Will <laughs> have to be involved? Why can't somebody else do it? Yeah. So if your name's Will, you can you can swap your pick card out. Other guys, mm -hmm. not too bad. You don't get to do that. Yeah, it's a Will exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, you said at will, so you have to be at his house when you do it. That's yeah, the at deal. Will's place. Yeah. Okay. Will? Will's going to get really sick of everyone coming over to swap their pickups. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Will. Poor Will. <laughs> Come swap your pickups at Will's. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, so, yeah, well, you were just picturing, I was, you were talking, you were picturing, no, I was picturing uh -huh. while you were talking uh -huh. uh, this. And this is not something I've ever done, but you've done it, mm -hmm. obviously, a lot. But, Changing and installing electronics in semi or you know hollow or semi hollow body guitars that have mm. no back access it just oh, seems God. like an absolute nightmare. It is, yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I don't like. I'm I trying to envision how you even. <laughs> but you do it all the time. I, I well, I do it on the <laughs> on my Oceana Marquee. Uh, is my large body hollow body thing um and that does not have access panels on the back and so that just has to be fed in and that's one of those situations where quick connects really come in handy they there are quick connects that you can get that are you know multi-conductor so you can 
excuse me, you can have like your pickups uh, where they're all on quick connect. So then you basically just feed the pots and your switch and everything in, have that all in place. And then you just have these loose wire wires with jacks on them that you feed up through one of the pickup holes. You quick connect your pickup onto it and then just push it back down inside. You know, oh, I rather gotcha. than okay. trying to kind of like weave everything around where the pickup cavities are and all, you know, all this other stuff. So, what a nightmare! Does it? The, the it's really Oceana, impractical. It, yeah, <laughs> <Very> <laughs> but, it's, impractical. but it's so nice to see the the nice back with it no is, thing yeah. on it. And, and that's just that's one of those things. Like I do it on the marquee, uh, and I do it by special request on pretty much anything else that anybody might possibly want. But otherwise, it gets a back access panel because, I mean, it's it's a functional instrument. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's a. They're pretty, and we like our guitars to be kind of like these, like you know, art pieces and stuff. But like, it's got to be functional. You know, it's got to work. You got to be able to service it. You know, and so, uh, yeah, access panels are a yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's why they. That's why they exist. That's yeah. They should exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I just got. To, I was just thinking, unless you put one in later mm-hmm. in the Oceana you're doing for me, mm-hmm. I'm. Did you put one in it? Because I remember the first yeah. shot I seen there wasn't one, and I was like, "No, it's oh, how's he going to do that?" Yeah, you've got. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've got access panels on yours. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. It's two I separate mean, I'm totally... ones because the switch and the knobs are kind of in their own place or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's two small. You know, I try to keep it minimal when I, I have to do a back cover plate thing but you mm-hmm. know yeah no that's Good fine one. with me i just was mm-hmm. curious cause, yeah because sure. yeah, i'm having a brain aneurysm it's too hot <laughs> and i'm having a brain aneurysm today <laughs> that heat's really getting to you man it, it is <laughs> so yeah. that's one thing we can talk about a little bit is sure. um last time the first time we talked i never uh-huh. actually got to lay my fingers on my greasy old mitts on yeah. any of your <laughs> fine instruments. This is true. And now I've played several. And This is also true. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because I, like, I you know, put that first payment on, on the Oceana. And at the time, that was the first guitar that I'd ever put any money on and never played it. Right. Ever. Yep. I had never, I had never done that, um, but I was like, "It'll be fine. Paul's gonna yep. take care of me." Mm-hmm. And then when I got to play a couple of them at Nam, uh, specifically the uh, Star Blaster that was over at the Walrus booth that yep. everyone freaked out about because it was yep. awesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the baritone that was down at the Dwarfcraft booth. Yeah. Dwarf, dwarf craft. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I, I said have a it. lot of friends who are pedal companies, and I love them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, it was like after playing those things, it was like, oh, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. And uh, uh, <laughs> so that's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then that uh, that seven string I picked up from you mm-hmm. and. Which thank you for that. Also, You're by welcome. the way, my uh, pleasure. That's become like I still don't really know my way around that sure. you know that extended <laughs> scale and yeah. stuff yet. Uh-huh. But I find myself playing it a lot. Good. Uh, I'm like I just well, for one, it's always in tune. So yeah, <laughs> that that helps. Yeah, that's nice. They're and, very stable next. Yeah, yeah, and then for two, 
Um, I just like how it feels uh, as far as cool. the, yeah. the fretwork was really nice. And, and I just know that, well, you tell me that the Oceana I'm getting is going to be even better. And now I'm just like, I don't know how this is possible well, to get I, better. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm mostly talking about the finish, you know, because the, the, your seven string, uh, Paramore is, it's a urethane finish, which mm-hmm. all the urethane finishes I ever did, I would, uh, I would paint them. And then when they left my shop, they would be flat and glossy and gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. they'd look like mirrors when they left my shop. But of the few that I have had a chance to see again for some, for any reason, um, the, 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 uh, it's called telescoping. It's basically because wood is a natural thing and it expands and contracts with the weather, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it either soaks in some moisture or it dries out. Um, and so when that happens, it stretches the finish. And oh, when the finish stretches uh, over a pore in the wood, and it doesn't really matter if the pore is filled or not, um, honestly, I wish I could say that like there was something you could pack into the pores. You could maybe pack like super glue or something into the pores, but that's incredibly like just uh, it's just hard on your health to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of you know um, it's impractical. So um, yeah, it doesn't really matter if the pores are filled with anything or not. Uh, it, 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 the finish stretches, and then what happens is it basically sags down into the pore. So oh, what you get is a finish that still looks glossy and pretty and beautiful, but it also you can if you look at it in certain at certain angles, you can kind of see the grain lines running through it. Does that oh, make sense? interesting! And so that's yeah, what, it does. You know, and that's that's what yours had your your seven string paramore. That's what yours has. Um, you know, and and one of the reasons why uh, you know I I had to I didn't feel I, I didn't sell it to you at a new guitar price, you know. So it's kind of a u- right. used guitar price, you know, even though nobody else had ever owned it before. Um, but uh, yeah, but the new stuff that I'm working with, the, the, the UV Cure polyester finishes that I'm working with now, uh, they just come out flatter and shinier in the first place, but they also stretch less. It's, it's, like, uh. it's a harder finish. Uh, it's just far more durable. It's not hard like where it's brittle. And it chips or anything like that, um, but yeah, it just it does look better. It looks just like a it looks a cut above more professional, and it doesn't feel plasticky or sticky or anything like that. Um, I mean, I I can't say enough good things about this finish that we're using. It's so good, and so that's the main thing that I'm talking about when I say that your Ocean is going to be even better than that Paramore is because you've got an UV finish on yours. Um, gotcha. You know, and there's a few other things. Yours has the updated logo. Uh, you know, we 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 waited for my gold logos to come in um, so that it would match your hardware and you know, cool stuff like that. So yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Every guitar just gets better and better every year, you know. Um, it's it's all just a constant effort to improve everything we do, you know. Oh, for sure. You, you, you know, you you live and you learn. If, you yeah. Know, the more you do, eventually, mm-hmm. it's it's going. You can't really help but get better unless yeah, you really absolutely. Unless I mean, you're you really could, dumb. Yeah, you can rest <laughs> on your laurels if you want. You can just say, hey, this is great. We're done. It's good. You know what I mean? But that's not the attitude around here. 
You know, nobody, yeah. nobody in this shop is just content with, you know, oh, good enough. You know what I mean? It's always just yeah. like, all right, this is pretty amazing, but how can we make it even better? Yeah. No, that's what I do. Yeah. I just go, I just go, eh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As evidence in the quality of my, my conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah. This podcast wasn't very exciting. Uh, whatever. <laughs> no, you do a good job, man. I always listen to your podcast. Oh, oh well, thank you, sir. Just to bring it back around a little bit, I, there was a thing that you said about your Oceana being the first guitar that you'd ever put money down on, uh, having never played it before. Yeah, yeah. And you hadn't even played one of my guitars at all, let alone, you know, uh, 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 that it was just a guitar that you'd never played at all, period. Um, right. That's that's a thing that I kind of wanted to address with the new model a little bit um, because offering something at a lower base price point kind of takes some of the risk out of it for people, um, you know, and also just the fact that they can get it quicker. Um, there's like, uh, you know, I mean, it's like a two-week uh, sort of trial period that I'll do on it. You know, I, I haven't, mm-hmm. you know that if people want to kind of evaluate it and see if it's for them or not, you know, um, or just that they're satisfied with the workmanship, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if not get a refund, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, uh, I, yeah, I wanted to take some of the risk and some of that hesitation away because I do find that they're just, uh, there's people that just, they don't want to wait six to 12 months for a custom guitar. And, that's fine. You know, there's, there's, you can't, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to wait. Um, who's got time? You know what I mean? Like immediate gratification is something that isn't just, you're not being selfish. If all you want, if you want immediate gratification, does that make sense? Um, you are too. Oh, wait, (laughs) I was, I I don't know. I I wasn't sure where I was supposed to go with that. I I I said the first thing that came into my head. Yeah, yeah, selfish. I, yeah, you just you just wait, wait for it. <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I, I there. I've met a lot of people. I've been very, uh, you know, blessed with just ha- have you know had like all these really fantastic customers that have, um, you know, just been totally patient and willing to wait as long as it takes because mm-hmm. they know what they're gonna get is gonna be worth the wait. Um, and that's great. That's super fantastic. But that's just not for everybody, you know. Not yeah. everybody wants to wait that long. So this is kind of a new thing because you can still get a custom guitar, in the sense that you can choose the color and you can get whatever pickups you want in it. Um, and the the new model, the Little Stinker, does have a tailpiece option. So I've got these two custom designed tailpieces that. Um, Totally out of my own head, you know, uh, and and I'm having them cut out of uh, stainless steel and, and polishing them up, and uh, it's two different designs. One of them's kind of like a uh, archtop guitar floating tailpiece, and then another one's kind of a short, uh, more like a stop tail thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's anchored, and it's got you know, it's got this kind of like wood riser block underneath. It's pretty cool. Um, so there's some kind of some customizations in that sense, you know what I mean? And then you are going to have to wait 
because we got to paint it for you, but it's only about a month. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of um, it, it's it's hopefully one of those things that'll be kind of a new experience for some people. You know, I think there's probably a lot of people that have never custom ordered a guitar before. They're a little hesitant to uh, to say, "Hey, like I just put money down on something that kind of doesn't exist yet." You know, um, right, right, and then to you know thirty days or less have this guitar show up, and it's not just the guitar that they had pictured in their head, but it's like this amazing instrument that you know exceeds their expectations. So, and and it's the color that they want with the pickups that they want. You know, so um, yeah, I hope it's I hope it's kind of like a bridge, you know, like a something that. Um, sits in the market that's kind of between uh off the shelf you know uh not custom order stuff you know production instruments where you don't get to pick the color you just have to choose from like the colors that they already painted yeah um and you can but but you do get that right away which is cool you just got it right away and you kind of got the color you wanted uh because you picked the orange one and not the purple one you know what i mean like that kind of a thing um, yeah, but then it's also it's not six to twelve months wait, and the six to twelve months wait you pay a lot more money, and you wait a lot longer, but you get like exactly what you want. You know what I mean? You get it down not just the color, but you get to choose your neck profile, and you get to choose all these hardware pieces, and you know you're one on one talking with the builder about like the specific cuts of wood and like all that really cool stuff that goes into like when you really custom order a really nice guitar um which is a fabulous experience that I think everybody should do but I think there's a lot of people that are hesitant to do it um and again rightfully so but this new model I hope is kind of like a bridge between those two things if that makes yeah. sense yeah and 2500 I mean it's not it's not um like cheap but it's mm-hmm. not that that's not really weird you know what i mean right. like that's in the ballpark like i think the last new guitar that i had a part in purchasing was like a and it was on a big sale um it was like a uh one of the fender um shoot what do they call that series it's not the custom shop but the uh it's like their a- the reissues, AVRI the, or whatever, American Vintage. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it was, and and it was on a big sale, Zatelli, and I still want to say that it was like eighteen hundred dollars or something. Sure. You know, it wasn't cheap, and it's a super nice guitar, but it's not, it's not what you're talking about. You know, sure. um, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It's, the 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 normal price was probably twenty two hundred. Yeah. So. Like to to make the n- the next step up to go to twenty five is not really that weird, and you're getting a whole another level of product, right? You know, and it's that whole thing. Like, I, even at twenty five hundred dollars, even it being the lowest price thing that I'm doing, I know that's still a lot of money for some people. I totally get it. I understand that, um, and it's just a matter of scale. You know, I I'm not expecting to make a hundred of these things every month. Um, and if I could make a hundred of these things every month, like if I was just physically able, if the, uh, infrastructure of my company was big enough to support that kind of a volume, you know, we could do it for an even lower price. 
Right. You know, uh, right, it's, right. it's just that simple. But, you know, the thing that people don't always understand is like a company like Taylor, uh, Taylor made really expensive guitars and they did that for a really long time until they built up the company where they had multiple factories and, uh, you know, just thousands and thousands of guitars out there and a uh, hundred employees. And then now they can make a GS mini for $600. But that took yeah. them, I mean, Taylor's 30 years old or something like that. You know I mean? Ta- they've been around. My company is I think, going on seven years now, six or seven years. So we're still in the early stages. So we're still selling expensive guitars and that's the way the market works, you know? Um, we, and that's what Fender did. I mean, uh-huh. that's what Gibson did. Absolutely. Back in the, when they started, they yeah. were expensive instruments. Yeah, you look at those old price catalogs and you see that like a Gibson Les Paul Custom was $450. And nowadays you look at that and you're like, oh, that's what? You know, that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But back then, $450 was the equivalent of $3,500 now. You know, if you just exactly. look at basic inflation, you know, that's just economics. Um. So yeah, I mean, what I'm doing now is just growing the company, and I think we will get to a point someday where, uh, you know, we're making 50 guitars a month, and there'll be a a little stinker that's even less expensive. But for now, this is what we've got. This is what we're doing, um, and um, it's still made right here in the shop. You know, I'm still hand sanding every single neck. Uh, you know, it's it's just as much like. A Roni, you know, just as much as one of my guitars that I'm super proud of as anything else I've ever done, um, you know, and uh, worth every penny if you ask me. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, like especially if you're can, you know, if you're comparing something like that to a, you know, essentially a factory built guitar. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the American Vintage reissues are really good, yeah. but. They're still like just made in a factory somewhere, like on oh, yeah. an assembly line. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. So, yep. It's a it's I a mean, tough market, you know. It really is. Um, and my company is still young. Uh, we're still growing, and um, just trying to do everything, do the best we can to make a good product. And um, you know, that's really all you can do. And you just you grow, and then you figure out new ways of doing things, and then you and then you figure out like, hey, we can do this, and we can do it at a better price now too, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and people just have to support it. They kind of just have to, you know, buy the guitars, check them out every chance they get. You know, um, uh, we're doing our best to just sort of get these things out there where people can play them. Um, you know. Um, if you have friends in the area that or know anybody in the area that has one of these guitars, go over to their house and play it, you know, something like that. But, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's happening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's working. Yes. It's You're going along. Just trying to get chugging more runnies in, in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, you're just trying to get more Ronies in the hands of more players, essentially. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and definitely. and because I think I think what's kind of key about your guitars and and Doug's and anybody else is doing the level of stuff that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Part of it is 
the putting your hands on it and oh, really yeah. understanding what you're oh it's like okay that is why this guitar is this much money because check it out like right run your hands along that thing mm-hmm. like okay you've never played a gibson like that or you know at least not a new one yeah <laughs> you know sure uh, uh it just doesn't happen like it just yeah. doesn't happen that way anymore if they're not and i'm not trying to like say that those are bad instruments or anything mm-hmm. at all it's just it's just a different product experience. So that's a really good point. You know the um, the the just just that it's different. It's not even necessarily that one is better than another. Um, you know, there's there's gonna be there's always gonna be people out there who are dyed in the wool, Fender or Gibson guys or PRS or whatever, um, or some other boutique guitar brand there's going to be people who love cowers and don't like my guitars or vice versa um you know it's just the way that it goes like it's a feel thing and like i said it's not that one is necessarily better or worse than another in some cases Uh, i mean we all know there's some cheap guitars out there that aren't worth the money and you know there's probably some really expensive guitars that again aren't worth the money you know but generally speaking uh within a certain price range you pay for what you get and it's it's in some of these cases it's just that it's different uh you know the neck carve on uh the little stinker is kind of like my signature neck carve it's uh mm-hmm. it's it's very uh, there's almost no taper to it at all so it feels kind of fat down at the in the cowboy cord area of the neck but as you go up the neck it doesn't get bigger so it stays kind of slim. So when it's kind of slimmer up there when you're doing your lead stuff, right? Um, and then it's just, just kind of like low shoulder C shape. So it's just kind of like that's my signature neck. That's just like the way that you can kind of expect my guitars to feel in your hand. And if you've never played on one of those necks before, you don't know if it's for you or not. Right. So... Introducing a new model at a lower price gives more people an opportunity to try that. Um, you know, I have a uh, because of the uh, that, that that these things are just they take far less time for me to manufacture. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's less of my time sunk into it, so I can kind of afford to be a little bit more lenient as far as working with artists is concerned. In the past, right. I've never worked with artists i've never had like endorsement deals or anything like that where you know people got hooked up with guitars and you know for some kind of artist deal or whatever um i i just i never had the room to do that i was you know inquiries like that would come in all the time and i just had to say sorry no like we just don't endorse people like that it's just not yeah but now I'm in that position. Now with the new model, I can say, hey, like I want to get some guitars into these players' hands and get these things out there. I can afford to let a few go, you know, uh, at some kind of, uh, you know, uh, insider endorsement deal scenario, you know? Right, um, right. And, uh, and people can check them out. You know, people can go watch a band play it live, you know, more so than ever in the past. Yeah. You totally shouldn't have said that. Why? <laughs> because because now well, now yeah. you got you know a bunch of people listen to this episode and they're gonna be like, well, I play in a band, yeah. so I should well, get a I get deal that anyway. You know the truth, and what oh, people yeah. need to know about that is 
there's a select group of artists that um, I've already talked to, you know, the, the, that, I'm, that I'm already working with. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the roster for now. There you um, go. Okay. It's, yeah, there you it's, go. it's very, very limited. It's, very, it's a very small group um, of artists. <laughs> and I'm working with them right now. And we're going to see how it goes with the new model, with the launch, with uh, those artists out there playing them. We're just going to see how thing go, things go for a while, you know, see if uh, they start selling and, uh, and, and that kind of thing. And then we'll reevaluate, okay, like, do we have <laughs> room in the budget to work with another artist or not? Or is it a thing where it's like, okay, no more you know, no more endorsements. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I don't know yet. So, right. Um, but right, well, I was just gonna right say, now, we're not, we're not adding anybody to the, you know, no, no more for now, you know? Right. Well, I just really appreciate, you know, you taking me, uh, as your, your artist, uh, yeah. for this one, <laughs> I, I play, you know, like every Wednesday uh-huh. over at Billy's beer shack. Oh yeah. And, uh, that's a yeah, big my gig, band, man. that's my, a lot my of band exposure the there. Wa- Oh yeah, well we're called the Waffle Stompers. We do uh, some really mean Thin Lizzy covers. Yeah, and let me tell you, let me tell oh, you, boy. my aunt, my aunt comes every time. She loves it. <laughs> yeah, and she buys a lot of pedals. Oh, she's she buys a lot of yeah. She's a well, she doesn't. She buys them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, you know, for my birthday. She last yeah. year she bought me a, a Metal Zone, which. Yeah. Uh, has really improved things. Yeah. Um, so, are you sure that if I give you a guitar, you can get like twenty of your friends to also buy one? I don't have twenty friends. Um, <laughs> That's the best answer I, ever. <laughs> I, I, I only, I only have, you know, I, I got, I got. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got Jethro. He he plays the drum oh, machine. Yeah. Uh, in the band. Good and old then, Jethro. Yeah, Jethro. He plays a drum machine. He's a, he's a pretty good friend. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a criminal history, but he's a good dude, and he runs the drum machine. And then um, yeah. we got we got Felix. Felix. He's he tickles the old uh, four string stuff. Uh-huh. But but last uh, last show he broke his uh, he broke his low E, and so he's oh. had to play everything on only three strings since then. And oh it's, man, that's a that's yeah, shame. I mean, it's a real shame. But you, you know, get it's, sponsored it's okay. by a string company. You guys hit, get an endorsement deal with a string company. Well, we was hoping that when when you sent down that little stinker, that it would have some strings on it that we could just oh. kind of use whenever we needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I, I don't know where I was going with this. I was trying to yeah. I was trying to create this this band in my in my head. You know, yeah. we, we also um. We all dress the same. We have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like button-down uh, bowling shirts with flames on them. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Fabulous! Uh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, would you <sighs> come? Do you think if you come uh, come up here to Portland, you might come check out one of our shows? Yeah. I'll okay. Be there. Yeah, look up the Waffle Stompers. They're we're, Waffle Stompers. Stompers. we're doing big things. Now, do you guys stomp? All waffles or like exclusively blueberry or strawberry? No, we 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 don't discriminate in which waffles we stomp. Okay, all right. And it, it, it's really a reference to our boots. Do you stomp boots, waffle stompers? You know, chicken and waffles too. 
Oh, yeah, I stomped lots of chicken and waffles. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think I've been following uh, Rigs of Dad too much. Do you follow Rigs of Dad? Um, yeah, I'm familiar. It's good stuff. Oh, it, it's so funny. Everyone needs to follow Rigs of Dad. for. Yeah. for I just did a really hacked up version of what they do very well. Yeah, um, yeah there you go. Yeah, they a little plug they're, for they're, Rigs of Dad. Yeah, their their posts are much funnier than what I just said, but it's <laughs> similar along the lines. People get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Awesome. Well, we didn't have a ton of questions, but we did get a couple questions for you. That all right? We have just a couple minutes left. We can so, lightning round them. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, cool. we really there's only like two. Okay. Cause I, well, because I can't pull up the Facebook thing, and I'm not smart enough to write it down. That's uh, only two that I remember. All right, let's hear the um, let's hear. Okay, first one, and I kind of already know the answer to this, but what are your favorite pickups? Uh, almost anything made by Roadhouse, but mm-hmm. more specifically, he does all the Supro style stuff. So, like the Vista Tone, the uh, Kingston, and the Super Alnico. Those things, mm-hmm. uh, they're all single coil pickups that are. Just stunning, amazing. Um, they, they're like single coil, so they kind of retain the clarity uh, thing, um, but they're not super bright, quacky single coils. Like, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this, but I don't like strap pickups, um, mm-hmm. and so they're not. They don't sound anything like strap pickups. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like you if, you're, if you like Jazzmaster pickups and stuff. It's kind of you know similar in some ways, but they're always like. He has them fully covered, so they're super noise-free and uh, or noise way way less noise. Anyway, they are still single coils, a little bit of noise, but yeah. very very little compared to uh, others. And um, yeah, he also just recently started making me um, rod magnet humbuckers, mm-hmm. which are what you have in your seven string. You just have the seven string version of them, um, right? But he's now doing uh, six string versions for me too. Uh, he calls it the slug bucker, and um, it's just uh what's the word devastating that's the word for it you know what i mean it's like just, oh, they've got like the oh, so when i want to get my metal on i you know i've got slug buckers to turn to they're so good and uh, we could riff on this for a little bit but try to wrap up uh, mm-hmm. they're so clear and so full sounding yeah. and ah uh, man i the, i was like I didn't know humbuckers could sound like that. Yeah, it was exactly. crazy. It's that whole thing. Like a lot of standard humbuckers, I'm not super crazy about because they can get a little muddy. Um, and but I always really like those Fender wide range humbuckers uh, because mm-hmm. they're kind of they've got a little bit more clarity to them. And that's kind of why I like the the Supra Vista Tone style pickup. Is like it's that's a single coil, but it kind of veers into humbucker territory because it's not overly bright. Um, yeah. but it's also not at all muddy. So it's, it's like that perfect middle ground for me. And that's really what I gravitate towards. And that's really what like the slug bucker, uh, has going for it is that, uh, you know, it's, it's a, still a humbucker, but it, it has so much more just depth of character and no mud and clarity. And it's just like bell, like bell piano, like tones, you know, the highs yeah. aren't, aren't too harsh, you know, or anything like that. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, like Lawler Imperials and TV Jones uh, Powertrons and stuff like that. Uh, actually, I really like their uh, what's it, the Supertron? I think is the one that I like the most from them. Um, 
So like there's there's tons and tons of good pickups out there, but I you know, I always have to plug Ken at Roadhouse for just he just makes my favorite stuff, you know? It's There you go. He's he's kind of one-stop shopping for me for the most part, you know? Just really 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 good. Well, my experiences so far have been very positive, and then I got to check some of his stuff out and some of the Super guitars at Nam, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I am definitely on on that bandwagon. So absolutely happy to it. <laughs> yes, yes. And so the last thing we'll do because it's the only question, other question I remember, and of course I would remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite pizza topping? Because apparently that's what I ask builders. <laughs> like, that's standard question for guitar makers named Paul. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking at me the same way that because you're not in the same room, but I don't uh-huh. know if you're looking at me the same way that he did. Uh-huh. We're talking about Paul Reed Smith. Yeah. For anybody that hasn't seen yep. that, uh-huh. I asked Paul Reed Smith what his favorite pizza toppings were, and I thought I I, I he thought I was insane. Um, that was great. I loved that, that <laughs> you asked him that question. And it was like, it was so kind of, I, I kind of liked the way that I think he was sort of expecting that this was going, that that was going to be an exclusively guitar and Paul Reed Smith conversation. And, and that's probably right. what his expectation was set up for. And you kind of just jumped right out there at the beginning and just busted that preconception out of his head. Just by, well, I mean, by saying, not... what's your favorite pizza topping? It's like, Hey man, like we are totally happy to sit here and talk to you about guitars, but you're a human being too, you know? Like, right? Let's let's talk like people talk, you know? <laughs> like, let's right. have a real, let's have conversations <laughs> other than guitars, you know? If we want, you know? Like, feel free. Really? Like, <sighs> like the door is wide open, man. Talk about whatever you want. We totally are. <laughs> it's like whatever. You're here. We just want to talk to you, like, you know? Um, right, and then of course that segued that. into Mexican food, you know? Because yeah, why not? Which is legit, right? God. Yeah, exactly. I don't have like a really good Mexican food place anywhere near me. Well, there's one mm. place that I haven't been to yet. I think I might check it out. But um, yeah, I I'm kind of lack for great Mexican food right now. I need to um, you know expand my circle or uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, learn, you're down in California. You should have unlimited quality Mexican food. Yeah, you know, it's just well, it's a part of the. Uh, I'm in Oak Grove, and it's kind of suburbia. You know, um, so it's a little bit mainstream ish um on everything a lot of gotcha lot of, uh, strip malls uh, oh well, you know you know outdoor whatever it's like yeah i'm a <laughs> i like the <laughs> i like midtown you know the mom and pop stuff down in midtown oh we yeah. were talking about oh yeah i wanted to thank you for the shout out on the chasing tone podcast because you compared my guitars to uh, like the kind of macaroni and cheese that you would get at a brewery. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. I love that. There's this uh, there's this little uh, barbecue joint down in uh, Midtown Sacramento called Tank House. That if anybody if anybody's ever in town and they want to go to Tank House with me, I will drop anything I'm doing to go to Tank House because they have this macaroni and cheese that has like pulled pork in it and. I, I mean, I don't even really eat pork otherwise, uh, for the most part, like besides my favorite pizza toppings, which are pepperoni, sausage, and olives. Bam. Oh, there we go. Just you did that sneak that in there. there. Um, <laughs> nice. But, uh, oh, dude, the macaroni and cheese. Oh, tank house. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on another level. It's so stupid good. 
And that's your, you know, that's what your guitars were. Well, because, like, I guess people can go listen to that episode of Chasing Tone if yeah. if you want. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I brought up you and your guitars because we were talking about higher-end guitars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, Roni and Brian Brian Wampler, who does that show, if anybody doesn't know. Yep. Um, he was like, like macaroni? And I was like, well, let me, <laughs> let me put it to you this way, Brian. This is what it's like. <laughs> I was like, if a Fender, like an American Telly is is Kraft macaroni and cheese, yep. Paul's are like gourmet, locally made, you know, brewery macaroni and cheese. I think I yeah. said it better on that podcast than I just did. You were, you but were like, very eloquent, yes, and thank you for that. It was very kind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever had your guitars compared to food before, but I did my best. That was great. I got the best, uh, oh my God, I wish I could read it, but I, I don't have anything in front of me that I could actually read it. But I got the best compliment about one of my guitars that I think I've ever heard. At least it's my favorite compliment. Um, uh-huh. But uh, the, the, the message just said, I got drunk and fell asleep with my guitar and I woke up cuddling with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I've, <laughs> achievement unlocked. That's the best thing ever. So great! Oh, that made that's me funny. so happy. They're like, "Who are you?" Oh, Just like, oh, uh, uh, oh, man! What a night! Hey, <laughs> little stinker! Hey, little stinker! How you doing? <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Oh, it was great. Made me really happy. Well, well, that's probably as good of a note to wrap up on as anything. Yeah. Uh, let's since you tried to do it in the beginning and I cut you off. Why don't you shameless plug everything now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Shameless plug. RoniGuitars.com. It's R-H-O-N-E-Y. It's I'm at at RoniGuitars, at Paul Roney on, or at RoniGuitars on Instagram, at Paul Roney on Twitter. Uh, And it's uh, Facebook.com slash RoniGuitars. I also host a podcast. It's called The Luthierist. You can get it for free on iTunes. Um, and wait, yeah. I've been paying for it. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> we encourage iTunes makes to pay me buy for it, it for sure. That definitely <laughs> helps keep the show going. We love our patrons, but uh, yeah, uh, um, it, uh, it's it's a fun show. It's kind of I call it we call it happy hour with luthiers or with guitar makers or whatever. It's it's really kind of a guitar making centric focused podcast. Uh, yeah, and um. Uh, we're always working on getting more and more guests on the show, and that's I keep saying this, and then it and then it keeps kind of getting delayed. But I do have a sort of a new computer situation sorted out pretty soon here, and um, there's going to be a lot more guests on the show. So, well, but cool. we've had some really cool guests already, like uh, Aaron from Blackwater Guitars was on recently. You know, Doug's been on the show a bunch of times. We had Meredith Coloma and Ben Steichleather, um, who are fantastic people um that i love and uh yeah it's a fun show people should definitely check that out but the little stinker is out officially by the time this drops i'm sure and uh yeah man i hope everybody likes it by all means if anybody has any uh questions or comments uh about them about it you know i want to hear it uh post it on instagram or shoot me an email or uh call me on the dang phone all there good. you go. Yep. Right on. Well, thanks again, Paul. It was a Thank good you, time. Yeah, Likewise. No problem fun. at all. Oh, every time. It's always <laughs> a glorious occasion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up then. So for Paul, 
This is Blake, and as always, good luck and good tones. Good luck and good tones. Alrighty, folks, that does it for this week. As always, I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. That is really what it's all about. If nobody listened, then I guess there would be really no reason to do this. So thank you very much. And if you've listened this far, I'm assuming you are a guitar player, gearhead type person, and you very likely know other guitar player, gearhead type people. And what would be great, what would be so fantastic, is if you would just like take your phone out right now and... As long as it's safe, don't go careening off the road on my account. Get to a safe place, and then pull your phone out, and send those buddies a text message and say, Hey, check out the Tone Mob podcast. And at the very least, they will be forced to sit through this super annoying message where I ask you guys to text your random friends about a podcast where a guy who supposedly likes guitar gear talks about pizza. So... Yeah, we can play the ultimate prank. And uh, after you're done with that, I would like you to just take a load off, pat yourself on the back, and have yourself the most epic week ever. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gun Street harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.